right, welcome to Comic Chat number 78. I am your host, Glenda McGee. I'm a 10-year comedian in the Phoenix, Arizona area. I'm originally from Compton, California. Uh, You can find me on Facebook, Glendon McGee. That's G-L-E-N-D-O-N-M-C-G-E-E. I was going to do like a Jeff Jarrett thing where I say double E, but... I uh, decided not to. So um, you can also find me on IG, Instagram, or the gram, or whatever it is called by the youth. At GM3 Comedy. That's at GM, the number three, and the word comedy. And you'll see my black mug plastered on your phone or on your computer. And uh, you just hit that follow. And I will. Uh, Surely follow you, follow you back, follow you. <laughs> I'm all tongue-tied right now. Because I'm um, high as fuck. Well, not really. Just had a little toky toke before I started this episode. Because I felt like that's what I wanted to do. So, uh, I did it. Um, before I get started, I want to say, like I always do, I love all of you. And I am tremendously happy, extremely grateful, and beyond the highest skyscraper with joy. That's my heart. The level of my heart is filled with joy for you guys to um, join me for another episode of Comic Chat. Uh, Today's date is... Tuesday, August, August, (laughs) April, the 19th, 2022, wow, like, I'm, I'm, like, going fast forwarding in my mind until August, that's my, uh, it's my first born's birthday is August the 4th, and same day as Barack Obama, so I guess that's why I'm thinking about August, because I've been thinking about my, uh, my daughter Libra a lot, and that shit is uh, kind of got me frazzled and shit. So <clears throat> uh, you can find this podcast on Spotify, Pocket Cast, Google Podcast, Radio Public, and Breaker. And right here on this uh, lovely platform for casting called Anchor, uh, there there is seventy eight episodes in total, 77 other episodes that you can listen to, uh, as well as uh, this one. Uh, I just want to speak some positivity over everyone and let everyone know that they are beautiful, they are successful, and they are worthy of their dreams. And everything that you desire is here. You just have to believe that it is yours and that you deserve it. That comes with having a positive self-image. I had to move my chair. Sorry if you guys hear this bullshit. Me moving around. Um, You have to have a positive self-image because that leads to positive belief. And it makes for easier visualization. Visualization see yourself in the positions that you desire to be before you even get there Uh, so you have to uh, believe and that is like one of the hardest things to do because I I hate this um, well I don't like this uh, statistic I always hear about it's the uh, 3% of people actually achieve their dreams while 97% of people don't. And they say the reason for this is because 97% of people are doing the same thing. 
and they think the same thoughts and they have the same beliefs and so they do the same actions and I know a lot of people will be like that's bullshit but that's what I like sit and watch every day and it drives me crazy because I'm a part of it too I can't say that I'm not a part of it I can't even talk as if I'm above it because I'm not I do it too but I'm I'm trying to uh, learn uh, new ways to focus so that I can break myself of that and I desire for that to be the goal of everyone else too but I understand that Everybody has a different path and they're not uh, walking the same walk as I am, just as I'm not walking the same walk as they are. So it's kind of difficult to watch people go through depression and have like pain and anxiety and, you know, knowing that there is a a way to deal with it, but it just takes a lot of uh, discipline and focus and commitment to yourself uh, and it, maybe it's just not for everybody because some people do need medication and like therapy, but meditation and like positive self-talk and writing down things, and, like practicing positive belief has really been changing uh, my perspective on life. I'm not as hood as I once was. Like I still have that Compton shit in me. It'll come out if you know, need be, but I'm not really always in Compton mode anymore because it's not, it's not necessary. And like, I used to think about like fighting all the time and shit. And now I just think that fighting is, is, is pointless because why do I need to hit you? I'm an adult. I should be able to talk to you and you should be able to understand me and I should be able to understand you and we should be able to walk home and be safe and not have any broken bones or swollen faces or any of that bullshit when you, when you fight. Because when you fight, even if you win, you end up, sometimes you suffer an in injury. You fucking have swollen fingers. You probably break a few fingers. Some nigga leave teeth marks in your shit. You know, it's... You... you fucking sprain your wrist because you your form was wrong and you end up hitting a nigga wrong and breaking some shit fighting is it solves nothing sometimes it's necessary but it really solves little to nothing but that is uh the vehicle that drives a ego-driven world which is this one that's why we have all these influences and these suggestions that control Excuse me, that control our daily lives. It's just crazy, man. Like, I've been trying some new thing. I think I mentioned this before, but I'm really uh, implementing it in my life. And and I like it, so I'm going to share it with you. It's uh, Instead of getting mad, I, I say thank you. I say thank you because I know that this situation that is irritating me or uh, bringing me uh, negative energy, I know that it's not going to be forever. So it's like me saying thank you in advance for being brought through whatever negative situation I'm currently, you know, I currently perceive myself in. Like I was at the grocery store and the line was particularly long and I'm just in the line and my ego started going off like, man, these motherfuckers moving slow, man. They only got one line open up. There. And I was like, man, don't don't listen to him because what is that going to do? Is that going to make the line move any faster? Is that going to make this grocery, this grocery trip uh, go the way you desire it? No, it's probably just going to make you uh, angry. And it's going to make everything seem longer than it really is. So why don't you just say thank you because some people can't even uh, stand in a grocery store. Some people don't even have money to buy what I'm buying right now. So I need to say thank you. And so I said thank you like four times and everything worked out fine. So that's just my my new exercise. Instead of getting angry, I just say thank you because 
I know I'm going to have to be grateful for something. Even though I should be grateful for every single day. And maybe that's me storing, storing up gratitude for when I have moments of being ungrateful. Because I will have that because I'm not perfect. I'm just working on myself every day. But it is... um. It is amazing what you can do when you don't think with your emotions. When you don't always want to do what your ego wants you to do. The loud uh, grandstanding thing. Because you, you, when, you, when you eliminate that as an option, you discover you have other options. Like not even being mad at all. Like, you can just say, I'm not going to be mad at that. And just go about, like, your business. And, and that's what I think that a lot of people, problem is, is that they, they choose to be angry. Because they are under the belief that expressing that anger is going to make them feel good. Maybe it will, because you do need to release it. But I found another creative way of releasing it, which I thought was for suckers. And uh, because my baby mama used to do it all the time. Or my kid's mom. I hate that expression, baby mama, because she's more than that. She had more than one kid, so I can't really call her my baby mama. (laughs) She's my kid's mom. So she used to, like, write her feelings down all the time. I used to do, I do it sparingly on and off because I get lazy and I don't feel like writing all that shit. But I did it this morning and it really, like, I could feel that negative energy that I had, you know, coming in from waking up from, like, my after push-up nap, <laughs> which is, like, at 8 o'clock in the morning, oddly, because I wake up at, like, 3, sometimes, like, 2 and I, I gotta get those push-ups out the fucking way because I program myself to do them so it's kind of robotic with me because even if I try to lay there and go back to sleep that shit's not happening I'll fucking start sneezing or some shit <laughs> so this morning I woke up kind of cranky from the second time I went back to sleep and uh, I just felt all this negativity I was just thinking about the wrong things and then I seen all the I, I felt all the intrusive thoughts and I was like if I let these th- these uh thoughts fester they're gonna create a negative space in my life so maybe I should just write when I'm feeling down so I wrote like almost a page of just like how I was feeling and about like my life and about stand up and about everything you know that was like going on and I actually felt better after, like, I stopped writing. I didn't have those negative emotions anymore. So, if you desire to, writing stuff down, writing angry feelings down, instead of outwardly expressing them, it works. Because when you outwardly express anger... Most of the time, you're not coming from a place of love. So, you're not going to receive love in return. You're going to receive negativity. And it's going to amplify itself through both of you. And it's just going to lead to your uh, egos having a conflict. Possibly a a fight or an ending of a relationship. So... Before you you get mad, say thank you. And like, if you really feel angry, and before you vocalize it, just write it down. Cause sometimes what we say when we angry, it had it has nothing to do with the person we say it to. Then we end up hurting somebody because we didn't know how to properly release that negative energy and we projected it onto somebody that we really love and then we hurt them and we possibly could uh, damage a relationship 
And one thing I'm really trying to, like, work on is forgiving myself. And that's where the everyday struggle with my ego comes in. Because the ego, like I said a couple weeks ago, it always wants to take you backwards. It always wants to take you back to the past. So sometimes I catch myself going back to bad times in my life. And I really shouldn't be thinking about those times because they have no they have no purpose in my current reality. I'm just replaying them for no reason. There's there's nothing I can do. I can't change them. But I know that's just like a human thing to do. So that's like one thing I'm trying to work on. Because if my ego is taking me back there, then that means I really haven't forgiven myself for whatever that traumatic event is. Because if um, my ego wants to take me back there, it, it, it means that I haven't really fully processed it the way that I should. So I think that, or I believe that my next mission is to forgive myself for all the things that I can no longer do anything about. And that's what I would like to uh, ask all of you to do is forgive yourselves. Forgive yourselves for all the things that you may have believed you messed up that you failed at, that you uh, did not receive, or any shortcoming that you feel bad about. I ask that you forgive yourself because it is not your fault and you are exactly where you need to be right now. You are safe, you are loved, you are protected, uh, and you are guided by the ultimate force just like you have been your whole life it's just our choice to uh, not follow full instruction we lean and we lean into our own uh, understanding and I'm learning more and more how that is by uh, working my way through the Old Testament I am in Psalms now I think I'm on Psalms 67 and It's right next to my favorite book, Proverbs, but it's slowly becoming, like, my favorite. But I think I have, like, three favorite books at number one right now because Job, I reread that, and I really love that story. So I think that's, like, my favorite book next to Proverbs. And I think that Psalms is going to be my favorite, favorite, favorite book because I can't. They're too good to be, like, a one, two, and three. So, um, I'm just going to have them all at number one. (laughs) But, yeah, I like, look at me. I I never thought that I would be talking about how I read the Bible every day. uh, Back when I was, like, a uh, knockdown, drag-out drunk. (laughs) And I was just getting smashed all the time, man. It was, it was really, it was really, uh. An addiction. I can't say that that it was a problem because it happened and it was supposed to happen. So I can't really say, oh, it was that was a problem. I learned a lot from it, and that's what keeps me from uh, going back there. <laughs> so to to see that I'm actually trying to be uh, constructive, I'm proud of myself, and that's another thing that I'm learning how to do is to. Uh, raise my own hand or toot my own horn because I haven't done that enough in my life. So it's uh, just a new exercise, a couple of uh, new exercises that I'm trying to do. I know that one's like an old one that I said on a previous episode, but I think it's still uh, healthy. Um, been watching a lot of old movies. Yeah. Been going through the the Mike Judge movies from the late '90s, early 2000s, and because uh, I'd never seen Office Space, 
And I had never seen Idiocracy because when Office Space came out, I was going through a lot of things. I didn't even have a stable place to live. So I really uh, couldn't focus on movies and shit. Plus, I really was never into any popular shit because I never really had shit. So I really never had time to think about going to the movies or buying a pair of Nikes or my whole life it was basically I want to play basketball because I love doing that shit (laughs) and I really didn't think about anything else because basketball was my place of like peace when I was on the basketball court even if I was out there by myself just sweating and shooting and shit it was just uh It was just my time to get away from all the fucking shit of the world because being a handicapped person, everybody's dumping on you because they feel like you should be dumped on because you don't walk like them. So it it was a lot of stress and resentment and like hitting pain and shit that I was carrying around uh, during my teenage years and uh, shortly after high school. So I really didn't have time to to be going to the movies and, and watching shit. <laughs> I was trying to get a bed at a fucking homeless shelter and shit. <laughs> so to be real, that's really why I didn't see it. Because a lot of people were being sarcastic uh, to me when I, I reviewed Idiocracy. And because I guess it, it, it's such an old film that I really shouldn't be talking about it like it came out last month but again I was at a different point in my life when Idiocracy came out I think I was fucking a dad three times already so I really didn't have time to be giving a fuck about movies and shit so anyway (laughs) um, Office Space was okay I just don't, I'm not, I just found out that I'm not a fan of Mike Judge because I don't think Mike Judge liked to work with black people. He will use our music in his movies, but he will not use us. He will use very few actors that are black. And I thought he was white, but he's like from Ecuador. So it just is it's crazy. But then he loves to, to write, uh, white people being uh, mocking black people. When, when white people are, are, are rapping along to rap songs in a, in a car, especially if the rap song got nigga in it and they, and they say it. We think it as a black person, we like, Haha, look at that black white person trying to be us. Like, nah, he making fun of us. This is how they see us. When they do that in movies, that's how they see black people. That's their interpretation of of us and I don't really find it funny and I don't really find it flattering I wasn't offended it's just kind of eye rolling just as uh, racism is and that's like when I talk about racism I know a lot of people be like oh he you always focus on that shit because it's the only thing that we don't focus on that we should focus on we don't want to focus on it because white people benefit from it and black people are suffering from it. So neither side want to deal with it. But if we don't deal with it, it's just going to remain in our society and we ain't going to never uh, get past it. But I also know the main purpose of it. So I kind of just live day by day wishing on a pipe dream that white people wasn't so mad at non-white people and non-white people wasn't so naive to how angry white people are at us for no damn reason and you know it's just it's just obvious it's just obvious because a white person will say, I'm not racist. Like I said before, they will, but they won't say shit to their white homie 
if he being racist. He gonna laugh along with his white homie. And then after his white homie is done disrespecting you, he gonna walk over to you and talk about how his white homie is a dick. And he he he's, he he don't know any better. I don't know what his problem is. Like he wasn't just laughing along with his racist homie. So that's why when a, when a liberal-minded white person talks to me about racism, it kind of just goes in one ear and out the other because. They have no idea on what it feels like. It feels so bad that most of us try to wish it away by pretending that it's not a thing. But it is. It's a, it's a cruel thing. And it's a debilitating thing. For huma- humanity as a whole, not just for black and white, just for all human beings. Because it creates a block. Because racism creates a block for white people truly accepting themselves and how they're created and what they're created to be. And it creates it creates a block from non-whites, most non-whites, from any real progress. Not just in America, but all over the world. So that's why it should be addressed. Like I talked about um, the late um, Dwayne Haskins Jr. last week and uh, how he was dehumanized by, by the media after he has like passed away they're still talking about him like he's dead because of some bad football decision that he made I never even really heard anybody issue a real condolences or any apologies to that young man's family for just the loss of such a, a young spirit he was only 24 years old old and he's no longer with us so rest in peace to Wayne Haskins Jr. but I um, I bring him up again just to talk about how uh, 49ers star receiver Debo Samuel is holding out for more money because he is coming off of rookie contract which I heard is really pretty bullshit and I know for all of you guys listening, you're oh yeah, fuck that, man. They make way more than that. Nah, nah, nah. That's that envious bullshit. But think about what they make compared to how much people make off of them. Then you'll see that they're getting fucked over just like you. But we don't think of we don't think of it as that. We only look at it from our point of view because we're all selfish. But anyway, Mr. Samuel's holding out for uh, more money because. Uh, as we all know, uh, Christian Kirk just uh, wrangled in the uh, the biggest contract uh, for a wide receiver, which led to like Tyreek Hill getting traded, and now Debo Samuel is holding out because he wants to get paid now but the the uh, organization wants to see what he's gonna do now that he's off of the rookie contract they want to make sure their product or their uh their boy isn't going to get injured if his body's going to be able to take the beating because they don't want to pay money to to a player that could possibly be not worth anything as soon as they pay him, <clears throat> because that's the type of game football is. But he's saying, I want my money now, which I think that he has the right to say, because 
football is a hard game. And a lot of people may want to say, oh, they make millions to play a game. But if they didn't play that game, half of you would pull your fucking hair out. So shut the hell up with that shit. I always uh, hate when fans use their use the players' salaries to, to say that they uh, should be treated the way that they're being treated. Because, you know, that is envious. That's ego talking. Nobody deserves to be treated like crap, no, ma- no matter how much uh, money they make. But, um, so he's getting death threats and they're hurling racial slurs in San Francisco at him because he won't, he won't sign a contract with the 49ers like they want. And then he came out with a video saying it don't hurt him. Because it's the same people that was saying, oh, hooray, go Debo. And, and I feel them. Because when we're scoring your touchdowns or when we dunking the basketball, we're okay. We can go to the, the fancy clubs. You'll tolerate us in, in, in the white establishments if we're doing some trick for your amusement and for you to exploit and, and profit off of us. But as soon as we show you that we can think for ourselves like a human being, we get dehumanized and we get, we're, we're niggers now. And we're going to kill you. Like, I posted a few years back, and I'm surprised they didn't put me in Facebook jail for it. I posted, um, if you think your white friend's not racist, just wait until their favorite black athlete is in dispute about his contract. And then you're going to see what he really feels about not only that player, but secretly what he feels about you. Like I said last week, the the comment section is where the truth lies. Because a lot of people like to lip service the the race issue. Oh, I'm not a racist. I've only had a few white people admit to me that they are racist. And I was in way in fucking Globe, Arizona when it happened. Strangely, I felt comfortable knowing that that particular sector of people did not favor me. Instead of like being in this liberal world where everybody's uh, aware of the social justice war and bullshit. So they're being all politically correct, which is just a... uh, Blanket term for fake. I know we can't have 100% realism. Because we're not ready for that. And plus, too much of anything is bad. But I think everybody have too many damn opinions to be emotionally coddled as we desire to be. Everybody got something to say about everybody else. But nobody like to hear what somebody got to say about them. Yet, shutting the fuck up is not even an option. Everybody wants to talk and everybody wants to be heard, but nobody wants to hear anything bad about themselves. But you want to spew it out to other people. Then we play dumb and say, what's wrong with the world? Why is everything going to shit? Because we're joking and stabbing each other with, with jokes. We're we not dealing with no real issues, man. We're not dealing with ourselves. Because we believe that we are too far gone to be 
are broken beyond repair. That's the, the term I use. We all believe we are too broken to live a, a happy life. But in the first place, you're not even broken. You just need to be reset to the way you desire to be instead of going towards all this bullshit that's been thrown in your face. All this superficial bullshit that we struggle to keep up with. Because we don't believe in ourselves. We don't believe in our mind that we can go a different direction and, and seek the reality that we uh, desire. But I'm here to tell you that you can have it. And it is yours already. All you have to do is believe it and, and, and start taking steps towards it and say thank you. And be grateful for every single day, even when it's bad. And that is, uh, that is tough. Because that's when that ego, he get the, he think he got you in the position to where he can win. Because he used to having that position on you and you letting him, allowing him to win. Spilling out all that negativity because of your anger, and you're trying to feel better through your anger, but you just putting out more negativity that's gonna spin around and come back. It's like shooting a gun and having it reflect off of a piece of metal, and all the bullets come back and hit you. That's what the problem is. You cannot solve a negative mind with negative actions and negative beliefs. You have to change it. You have to turn it to positive. And this is coming from one of the most negative people. I was so negative throughout my uh, adult life. And teenage life. In childhood, I was negative and angry. Want to be a gangster. Want to be tough. I'll beat your ass if you fuck with me. Type shit. That was my mentality growing up. I don't give a fuck. That was my mentality. Because I was led to believe that way and I allow myself to be led to be led to believe that way due to my environment and the music that I was listening to and the movies that I enjoyed and the visions that I gave myself. I don't blame the artists or anybody who created anything because that's all we're supposed to be doing down here is creating things. Some people are gonna create positive things, some things some people are gonna create Negative things are things that can be perceived as negative. But those movies did a lot of positive things because I've never shot a person in a drive-by. I've never been to jail. I've never robbed nobody. So it was it was a positive purpose for watching a lot of that gangster stuff that I used to watch. But uh, ultimately, it was a negative perception that I was giving myself. And the way that... They put the uh, glorified positive spin on it. Even when a person died, we thought it was hard. Oh, man. When that nigga Ricky died, boys in the hood, man, I almost cried, man. But that shit was kind of hard, though. Or when Kane fucking died because he had to save Anthony and Minister Society. I know I'm taking uh, the over 35 crowd backwards. Yeah, so a lot of that stuff. It wasn't, you know, positive, but it did me positive by showing me what not to do because a lot of motherfuckers ended up getting shot in those movies and getting shot don't look like fun at all. Even if it is fake, still don't look like fun and and being there to witness one of my closest homies being shot and killed was was some crazy shit. So, it, it it really, that life really ain't shit. 
but it was my environment and I would allow myself to believe that shit because all the other kids that were black in my age were into that shit. And I wanted to be a part of the in crowd. Like I said, the uh, 97%. I wanted to be in the 97%. So bad. Because the 3% looked so boring and and no fun and there was no bitches and there was no basketball and shit. No sports on TV. So I wanted to be that. And I, I, I knocked myself off track. But I forgive myself for that. And I, I, I told you, I, I, I just desire for you to forgive yourself as well for any other thing like that that you may be suffering from. Because this is a new day, this is a new reality, and we deserve all good things. You could tell yourself that I deserve all good things. You say it with a big cheesy smile on your face and watch something good come to you. Yeah, I was really, um, but I was really just like angry at that Debo Samuel situation because it always, always goes on. And like I can, the fact that I can come on here and I can talk about something racist every single week, it has to say something. But a lot of people probably just be like, this nigga always talking about race. Not, oh man, this nigga got something new to talk about every week that's racist. I ain't even talk about the UFC fight where the black dude got his ribs broke by the white cat who was dominating him and the white cat elbowed him in the back of the head and uh, the referee, white referee called it an accident and, and the white guy got to win the belt. Dan Mergliata, the white referee, big swole white referee it was an accident, but you look in the video, you could clearly see him hit him on purpose in the back of the head because like uh, Dr. Uh, Francis Welsh, uh, Francis Crest Welsing, excuse me, flubbing all over the place because he's coming to the end, said that uh, sports for black people is a game, but for white people, it's a, it's a matter of life or death. She said that if you look in the way, the intensity of of white people and black people when they celebrate. Black people celebrate, it's always some cool, like smooth dance and shit. White people celebrate, it's always, yeah, fuck yeah. Aggressive as fuck. And just, I just look at hockey. Because no black people play it, we really don't look at it, but hockey is the most aggressive sport. Because the object is to fuck each other up. And if you don't like what a motherfucker's doing to you, you can fight. Hockey is the only, I know it's a hacky joke, but hockey is the only sport where you go to jail. You can go to jail. But they want to say, oh, no, football is so, so violent. Boxing is so violent. All the sports that black people are prominent in. They done sucked all the physicality out of the, uh, the NBA. That's why you got Jokic and, and, and Luka looking like all-stars until the playoffs come. Because they changed all the rules to where it's more suitable to jump shooters instead of the more athletic and physical dunking play. And 
I said this in a few episodes of this show that I think they're going to outlaw the dunk. I don't know how the fuck they're going to do it, but I think they're going to fucking outlaw the dunk in the NBA. I hope not because it's the most exciting play. And uh, the white folks in San Francisco need to leave Debo Samuel alone. That white boy elbow dude in the head on purpose. And uh, (laughs) racism is a real thing. Um, My Dodgers are looking good. I can't get too hyped up because it's only been nine games. But they, they look really, really good this year. So... That is uh, a positive. And um, I was going to talk about comedy. How I love comedy, but I just don't like the the lifestyle of the scene. Because it's just so gossipy and negative. Like if somebody heard me talking right now, the first thing they would think is, uh, is he going to say some names? And this is the funny, it's like it's grown men who think like this. Females get in it sometimes, but it, it really just be the grown dudes. Are you going to say some names? And it's always the instigators who ain't going to throw a punch. Who who want everybody to say names? Who want to see the, the fire? You know, want other comedians to entertain them. But everybody's the funniest motherfucker on this side of the damn moon. And this is the, the the reason why I talk shit the way I do online because these motherfuckers can't back up shit they do online on stage. They can talk that shit. They can post the little pictures and itineraries and kiss each other's ass. But when it come to that fucking microphone being on and after that host say your name, most of the motherfuckers got nothing. Be straight trash. I know anybody who listens to this is probably going, why don't you say some names? Fuck you and your names. What you gonna do if I did say some fucking names? Jerk off. Get funny. Write a fucking joke. Stop fucking... Starting fires because you can't think of anything clever. All you want to do is hack shit that you see people who already make money doing. <laughs> I'm going to be the next blah, 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 blah. <laughs> that nigga doesn't even know you. You try to be him. Because you don't be a, believe enough in you and shit. That, and then we spew this shit out to each other. And we call that shit doing comedy. Then if you don't want to do that shit, they don't book you. Like, you got to get into some bullshit fight with somebody for somebody to put you on a fucking show. Or you got to hit them up in a DM with some uh, ass-kissing message so they can screenshot you. Look at this nigga begging me for time because that's my job and I have a show and he's a comedian and he wants to do comedy. Look at him wanting to do what he loved to do. What type of bullshit is that? Yeah, that's what that's what gets us off. We don't get mad that a nigga just got an applause break in front of us and we didn't. I didn't. We didn't. We getting mad because a nigga had sex with a chuckle fuck before you could have sex with a chuckle fuck. This is what uh, Phoenix comedy is. A bunch of niggas sitting around waiting for somebody to say something or do something. So they can all peck at them like hens. And these are dudes. With dicks and balls. Acting like this. And this is what we consider comedy. And this is why... We and we wonder why the clubs don't want to put us up. Cause we bragging about this low vibrating, 
bullshit. It don't even, it don't serve nobody. You just acting out for some niggas who really don't give a fuck, who probably miserable just like you. But with that being said, this has been Comic Chat number 78. I think that's the, the number of this motherfucker. I'm worked up now. <laughs> uh, I'm your host. I'm Glendon McGee. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. Glendon McGee. G-L-E-N-D-O-N-M-C-G-E-E. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. The Gram R-I-G. At GM3 Comedy. That's at GM, the number three, and the word comedy. Uh, I've been thinking about getting a Twitter, but I've fucking uh, fucked up two Twitters already where I got them and didn't really understand Twitter, so I never used them, and I'm not in the mood to uh, waste another account on another useless social media uh, platform. I am out of Facebook jail. Thank God. I just found out that I don't really need social media by being off of it for a month, so... With that being said, I want to say that I love all you guys. Everybody who listens to this show, anybody who doesn't listen to this show, I just love everybody, even though I say these things that I say. Even though you may not agree with a lot of my views, it don't mean that I don't have the right to express them just like you have the right to disagree with them or agree with them. But I just want to say I love you and I want to say that you guys are worthy of everything. And you deserve all good things. You're not your past. You're not a failure. You're not a loser. You're not anything negative. Let go of all things that do not serve you. Let go of all things that you cannot control. Because it will free you up to be more attractive for the things that will bring you happiness, peace, love, joy, and all other positive energies. I am extremely happy and extremely, tremendously grateful uh, for you guys as an audience and uh, spread the word about this podcast. Uh, Subscribe. If you get a notification about me uh, dropping a new episode, Please don't unsubscribe and then subscribe again because that shit fucks with the numbers. And I'm trying to build an audience. I'm not trying that hard, but I do have a desire to build an audience for this podcast. And I just want to say thank you for your time because you didn't have to give it to me. Uh, You are worthy. You are wonderful. You are beautiful. You are successful. You are a, a rich and loving child of the universe and tell yourself that you are proud of you and forgive yourself for everything that you feel bad about so that you can get the life that you desire Uh, until next time i love you all and goodbye